we've been covering for this entire Christmas series, the Breakthrough Series, Matthew chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. This unbelievable truth that embedded in the Ancestry.com of Jesus, this 23 in me of Christ, in his lineage, his ancestry, there appears unbelievable personalities, both good and bad. We focused on Abraham and Isaac, the altar builder and the well digger. And the well digger, last week, we spoke about Isaac, Matthew chapter 1, verse 2. When Abraham had a son, his name was Isaac. This is Matthew 1, the ancestry of Jesus, the genealogy of Jesus. We come to the realization that this well digger was responsible for digging up the wells of his father. His father had dug some wells successfully. The Philistines came along. The haters came along and clogged up the wells. And last Sunday, we wrapped up with this radical idea of unclogging the wells of truth and love in order to change the world. We really must be committed to being a well-digging church. As a metaphor, we really must go beyond the, the superficial elements of our current day and age. We must be willing to go deep. In our relationship with God, in our relationships with each other, in life, we must be willing to go deep. So when you come to church, I want you to have an expectation of not just feeling good about yourself, but about going deep. Because if all we have is a, is a perpetual echo chamber of mutual affirmation and all we have is a cheerleading pep rally sort of motif, then we miss it. Some days you need to come here and come out going, I'm going to conquer the world, yes. And then some days you need to come out going, I need to change some things in my life big time. So it's both comfort and conviction. Some days you're dancing and some days you should walk out weeping. Because some, and then some, some days you should walk out with this unbelievable weight of glory. And some days you need to walk out like 10, 20 pounds have been removed from you because the burden that you were carrying or that stuff that was on you is no longer on you. We must be willing to go deep. How many are willing to go deep? Isaac comes along. He unclogs the wells of his father. And then Genesis chapter 26, verse 19, he finds, go deep, guys, go deep. Go deep. And they go deep as guys go deep. Bam. Water. Water. Not just water. That's why I want you to get a Hebrew Greek Bible for 2019. Not just water. It's spring water. The Hebrew phrase there is living water. Living water. So they get water. It's vibrant. It's alive. They have the water. Ooh, I love this. And the 20th verse, they're excited. Their team is excited. All of a sudden, the bad guys, the Philistines, those that occupied Gerar, the Philistines come along and they, make, and they say the following, nice water, that water belongs to us. Now, they did not get dirty for that water. They didn't get on their knees for that water. They didn't dig deep in that water. They don't have any scars or calluses for the water. Nevertheless, it did not deter them from making a claim on something that wasn't even theirs. Ooh, that's called the Essex well. Isaac comes along and says, this is the Essex well. It is the well of dispute. I want you to know that living waters will attract lying devils. Oh boy, I'll say that one more time. Living waters will attract lying devils. If, if, it has, if it has value, the enemy will make a claim on it. The enemy ignores the worthless but pursues that which has value. 
the enemy makes a claim on something that does not even belong to him. This is when hell makes a false claim on something that is authentically yours. It is a false claim, a frivolous lawsuit. And by the way, the, mo the, the strategy of the enemy is, is this. He'll look at you because he'll argue with you. This is your well. You dug it up. You paid for it. You got dirty for it. You have calluses for it. And the enemy comes along and says, it's mine. And, by, and then you're going to get into a dispute. Hence the, the Hebrew word esek, which means dispute, perpetual argumentation. He wants to keep you occupied. Here's the enemy strategy. As long as I keep you arguing, you will stop digging wells. As long as I can keep him occupied over here, he will not be conquering over there. The enemy wants you occupied with distractions in order to deter you from your destiny. I'll repeat that. This is for someone the past few weeks, past few months. This is what you've been going through. The enemy wants you occupied with distractions in order to deter you from your destiny. John 10.10, 10, we know it well. The enemy comes to rob, kill, and what? Destroy. But the antidote to that is found in 1 John chapter 2. The 13th verse, I remind you, fathers and mothers, you have a relationship with the one who has existed from the beginning. And I remind you, young people and those that are young at heart, you have already defeated the evil one. So I refuse to argue over something that I have the right to. I refuse to argue over something that I have the right to. There are things the enemy has made a claim on that belongs to you. I need you to stop acting like the enemy has a right to make a claim on something that Jesus paid the price for. Jesus paid the price. When Jesus died on the cross, when he resurrected, when he ascended, he paid the price for your peace, for your love, for your joy. He paid the price. Crazy stuff. He paid the price for your children and your children's children to be saved. He paid a price for your shalom. He paid a price for, for your deliverance, for your freedom. So why are you permitting the enemy to make a claim on something that's already yours? You need to stop wimping out. We don't need any more wimpy believers. We need courageous people that'll stand up and say, no, that's not yours. Christ paid the price. This is my family. This is my home. These are my children. This is my destiny. This is my dream. This is my integrity. It's not yours. Do not permit the enemy to claim ownership over something that Jesus already paid for. That's what they did. They had the audacity of saying, it is ours. They didn't even pay for it. Oh, boy. So what did Isaac do? Isaac, 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 Isaac. What did he do? And by the way, if the enemy can't get you with disputes that are more germane to spiritual warfare, he will attempt to bring dispute in your family. Tis the season to be jolly. Fa la 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 la. La 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 la. He'll try to bring some drama in your family. And I know it doesn't happen in this church. Not this church. But the enemy is so slick. If he can't get you directly, he'll try to go around and even try to bring discord within the family. Within the corporate blood washed, redeemed family. Now, Pastor Sam, how should we respond to that? Here's what you should do. Colossians chapter 3. I'm going to give you what the Bible says. Here it is. Here it is. Tolerate the weaknesses of those in the family of faith. Forgiving one another in the same way you have been graciously forgiven by Jesus Christ. If you find fault with someone, 
release the same gift of forgiveness to them. For love is supreme and must flow through each of these virtues. Love becomes the mark of true maturity. See? But I want you to look at you. Before, when I talked to you about don't let the devil make a claim on something that belongs to you, some of y'all stood up, you were shouting, you were yelling. Now that I tell you to forgive those that messed you up, this is what I just saw. I kid you not. You saw not one person stood up. Some people went like there was a spatter of this. Some of y'all started and held your hands back. You didn't even go all the way. You went like, I don't know if I can go there right now. Because you know what you need to understand? If you really want to show the world you're a Christian, you, you, the greatest thing you can do as a Christian is not resurrect the dead. It's not telling someone in a wheelchair to get up and walk. It's not giving sight to the blind or walking or watching the lame. The number one thing you can do to, to, to identify yourself as a Christ follower is to forgive those that offend you. When, when you forgive those that offend you, you look like Jesus, you live like Jesus, you walk like Jesus, you embody Jesus, you personify Jesus. Are you with me? So don't give me the whole holier than thou coming in here with a shake the quakes and the bass. If you still have rancor about somebody, if you haven't still forgiven, I'm not going to talk about that person. They messed me up five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years. If I see them now, I'm going I'm to lose the anointing and slap the heavens out of them. You need to repent because at the end of the day, the apostle Paul says, if you really want to show a sign of maturity, forgive, forgive, forgive. Pastor Sam, what if they offended me more than one time? For how many times did Jesus forgive you for the very same thing how many times did you promise God you will not do it again and you messed up again in the very same area so if Jesus forgave you why can't you forgive those that have trespassed against you forgive them I'm trying to it's a work in progress sister that's the Essex Well, he, they made a claim. So here's Isaac. Isaac comes along and says, like, you're, you're fighting over this? You're arguing over this? You want to argue over this? You want to argue over this? Even though it was, we did this. You're claiming it's yours. You want to argue? I'm going to build another well. I'm going to go, go ahead, dig deep. He went to another well. He went here. Ah, started digging. Bam! Water again. Isaac's team goes, we got this. Let him keep that one. Whatever. We got this. The same mucho malo hombres. They just pivoted. They went like this. We want that well too. That's our well. He said this is now the well of Sitna because it is the well of hostility. Because unresolved disputes will morph into hostility. If you don't bring an end to it over here, if you don't prove the devil wrong here, if you don't shut the devil's mouth over here, you think you're going to get away by just pivoting and living your life if you never dealt with something over here. Are you with me right now? You need to prove the enemy. You need to knock him out here so he won't do anything against you here. But if you leave him alive over here with the assumption that if I just keep on moving, he's going to leave me alone. That's not the way it works. Are you with me right now? So an unresolved dispute morphed into hostility. Problem to problem. So this is what Isaac did. Watch, I'm going to illustrate Isaac. Y'all want to... Are you over there? Now you want to get physical. 
you want to go, you want to do Olivia Newton John, get physical here. I'm, some of y'all asking, who's that? Is that a, a prophet? No. So Isaac says, you know, y'all, then he did, then he, he could have stopped right here. Isaac could have easily have said, every time I dig a well, they're going to clean it. So why waste my time? I'm just going to stay here. I'm going to stop because all I'm going is from one issue to another issue, one drama to another drama, one problem to another problem. So I'm going to stay right here. But he didn't. There was something in him. Something in Isaac. Something in Isaac. You don't get this. Something in Isaac. Something in Isaac. Something in that boy who in his mind came to the inevitable conclusion. I remember the day when my daddy took me up on a mountain. I remember the day and I was big enough because I helped him carry the wood. Don't tell me that I wasn't big enough. So I remember when he, I went up a mountain and I asked my daddy, where is the sacrifice? Where is the lamb? And my daddy looked at me and said, son, even if you don't see it now, the God that we serve is the God that will provide. So I may not see my breakthrough here. I may not see it here, but I was there. I know that if he did it before, he can do it again. So I'm going to keep on building because what the enemy wants me to do is stop building. He wants me to stop praying. He wants me to stop praising. He wants me to stop giving. He wants me to stop worshiping. He wants me to stop decreeing and declaring. So I'm going to keep on building. And the Bible says that he, ex right, right, he dug up a new well and, and he dug it up. And living water came out and he looked back, nothing there. Those mucho malo hombres did not show up. He dug up the well, no dispute, no hostility. And he waited, come on, you're going to show up. No dispute, no hostility. Nothing happened. The bad guys didn't come. They didn't make a claim on it. They didn't fight him for it. They didn't put anything on Facebook or Instagram. They left them alone. So Isaac said, aha, this is my Rehoboth. This is the place, the open space. God has given me an open space to prosper without hostility and without argumentation. I'm here that this message is only for those who have been through that. This message is for every person here. You've been digging wells and some of your wells have been stolen. Some of your wells, the enemy has made a claim on it. And when you thought you were free, all of a sudden warfare showed up. But instead of giving up here, you thought about giving up. You wanted to give up. Something like But you kept on right here digging another well. I'm speaking to everyone who kept on digging and who kept on praying and who kept on fasting who kept on reading the book who kept on declaring the promises who kept on holding on to Jesus if that's you then this is only for you put a smile on your face your Rehoboth season is alive and well right here right now welcome to an open space where God will prosper you without hostility and without debate if that's you give God a shout like it's all yours if it's you, high five your neighbor. Tell him, welcome to Rehoboth. But tell him like you believe it. Tell him, welcome to Rehoboth. Welcome to an open space. Y'all need to get this here. There was an open space. He called it the open space. The open space of prosperity. Where God has chosen me to prosper in this open space. Oh, I wish you would get this. 
He dug a well and they didn't come after him. He dug a well. He dug a well. He kept on going. And then from there, he went to another blessed well. He went from problem to problem. All of a sudden, he pivoted and he went from glory to glory. I need you to get ready to go from problem to problem to glory to glory. I'm speaking to everyone here. Anyone here who has been through Essex and through Sitna, get ready for Rehoboth and get ready for Shabbat. What does that mean? Oh boy, you're going to get this in a second. Listen to me carefully. It's all because of resilience and forbearance and the tenacity to keep on going, not to get stuck right here, not to get stuck between, between these two sets of wells. This is for every fighter, for every person who kept on going. I need you to understand God rewards faithfulness. God rewards faithfulness. I'm going to say it again. God rewards faithfulness. God rewards faithfulness. Do you think God has ignored the many times that you got up when you could have stayed down? Do you think God takes for granted the moments that you pivoted towards righteousness and you turn your back on everything that kept you away from him in the beginning? So he, he excavated and he dug this well, this well of open space for prosperity. Read it. It's powerful. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to what? Plans to torture you. Plans to harm you. Plans to what? That's not my word. That's his word. God says, I know the plans I have for you. Plans to what? Plans to prosper you. To give you, to prosper you. And then it says, I'm going to land this. I'm going to land this. And by the way, all the New Testament people saying, where's the New Testament application? Third John chapter 1 verse 2. The apostle John, very old and age full of the Holy Spirit. Oh, may you be prospering in all your ways, including your health. That, that's so Old Testament, New Testament. God wants you to thrive. He does. But it's not just about money. It's about everything in your life so you can be a glory blessing to everyone. But here it goes. So, so he builds this. He builds this. He builds this. This is, again, for everyone who has been through that and anyone who has been through that, you've been through dispute and you've been through hostility because the enemy wants to make a claim on the stuff you've worked on and worked for. Mm. all of a sudden he says I like this I'm going to build another one so he builds another one when he's building another one oh, this is a movie man he's building another one he's all happy because he just went through a home of, oh it's a new season it's a new day fresh anointing is coming my way he's so blessed he's so blessed he's why he's so anointed he looks at himself in the mirror gets slain that's anointing. That's a lot of anointing. And he's happy. He arrives here. All of a sudden, they're back. They're back. And it's not, not only the people of Gerar, the king, the black daddy Mac, he, he sees him coming. And he's going, he up, says, what in the world? I thought it was my new season. I thought the battle was over. The whole dispute, hostility stuff is over. I'm, I'm all happy declaring Rehoboth, open space for prosperity. And all of a sudden, you're he, and he comes up. He says, what? No, no, don't take, what, what is it now? And the king says, now I'm speaking parenthetically, but you do your biblical due diligence. The king comes along and says, I'm here. He goes, I can see that. 
Oh, no. He says, yeah, I'm here. And he's thinking, what? And he says, I'm here to make peace with you. What? I'm here to fix what went wrong over there. Y'all missed it. If your past ever arrives in your present, it is only to give back what is stolen from you back there. No, you missed it. If your past ever intersects with your present, it is not to harm you because your past can never harm you again. If your past ever catches up, it is, oh, I feel like anointing now. It's only because God permits it if the past is going to return to you what it stole from you all the way back there. I'm here to tell you, the king came along and said, I, I recognize your blessed. I recognize your blessing. We're sorry for what happened. It won't happen again. If you agree, we can make peace and it will never happen again. It's one thing when you call yourself blessed. It's one thing when your family says you're blessed. It's one thing when your friends say you're blessed. But it's another thing when your enemies say you are blessed. I'm prophesying to someone right now. I need you to get ready. Everyone who told some, everyone who took something from you, every force that stole something from you, every debt, every age, every time, every incident, it's about to catch up with you. Not to harm you, but to acknowledge that you are blessed. To acknowledge that you are favored. To acknowledge that the grace and the glory of God are all upon you. Are you ready for Shabba? Are you ready not just for prosperity, but for peace? If you're ready for peace, and prosperity lift up your hands and, and repeat after me this is my season this is my season oh, say it this is my season where my past will acknowledge that I am blessed that I am favored that I am anointed that I am redeemed that I am not who I used to be my past will catch up only to give back what is stole from me. Somebody give Jesus a shout like you actually believe what you're saying. No, I'm saying it. I'm, I'm prophesying you're about to get things back that were taken from you. You're, those wells that were taken from you, there is stuff that you worked for. I know what I'm talking about, baby. I've lived this. I know what it is to dig a well and somebody claim ownership over it. I know what it is to dig a well and somebody else say it's mine, but I kept on going. I could have given up, but I kept on going because I said one day, oh, what God's going to give me here will be greater than what I had over there. Are you with me right now? If this is for anybody here, raise your hand. I'm talking about peace and prosperity. Man, I'm speaking to someone here. I need you to hear what he did though. Verbatim, verbatim. Now I'm gonna go Hebrew exegete verbatim and I'm done. Stand with me, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. You are standing, those are the, okay. All right, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you, I'm not supposed to get as excited because I have a contractual obligation to Calm down a little bit. I'm going to use the words that appear in scripture verbatim in the order they appear. Now this is explicit extrapolation of scripture verbatim. Here it goes. This is what the Bible says. When Isaac was here and they stole this from him. This is the word that appears. Please do your biblical due diligence. It says he abandoned the well. He moved on and he dug another well. 
there comes a season where you have to abandon. But not in perpetuity. You see, somewhere down the, somewhere down the road, you're going to get back, but you're going to have to trust God. The abandonment phrase there is to give up. In the Hebrew, is to give up, to sacrifice. In our context, it would be just to, it's yours, God. I don't know what's going to happen with my kid. I don't know what's going to happen in my marriage. But I'm, I'm just tired of the dispute, and I'm tired of the hostility. And do you want me to stay stuck in dispute and hostility, God? And God says, no, I need you to find Rehoboth. I need you to arrive in an open space where I will prosper you. But he abandoned, he let go. And the Bible, second thing he did, in order, he says, and he moved on. I need you to look at your neighbor, tell him, move on. Nope, no, no, tell him, move on. Move on, I'm reading, tell him, move on, move on, move on. Tell him, move on, move on, move on, move on. You can't stay stuck. You can't stay stuck in hostility. You can't stay stuck in dispute. You can't stay stuck in Sitna. You can't stay stuck in Essex. Are you with me right now? The devil wants you to stay stuck fighting and arguing over stuff. He wants you to stay stuck in perpetual drama. He wants your life to be a life of drama. One thing after another, one fight after another, one issue after another, one failure after another, one sin after another. No, you need to move on in the righteousness of Christ. You need to move on in the will of God. He moved on and he dug another well. So as you stand with me, I, I want you to hear me. He dug another well. He dug another well. My God, it makes no sense. Why didn't the man stop digging? If the enemy got away with it over there, over here, what would it make a difference here? There comes a point where you just show the enemy, no matter what you do, I won't stop. I'm preaching to seven people. Oh, I sense a release right now. No matter what you say, I won't stop. I'm about to preach now. No matter what you do, I, I won't stop. Is there anybody here who knows that you won't stop? Regardless of what the enemy does against you, you won't stop. Regardless of the warfare, the hostility, the argument, you won't stop. Are there any I won't stop people in the house here today? Won't stop. How many here? How many here would say, Pastor Sam, I'm not a person who will say, I won't stop. I just can't stop. How, how many have reached a point in your walk with Christ that even if you wanted to stop, you the place in your faith that even if you wanted to stop you couldn't stop there's something inside of you better yet there's someone inside of you that even if you wanted to stop you can't stop so why didn't Isaac stop building digging wells because he couldn't because he saw his daddy saw his daddy place him on an altar pick up a knife 
And in the very last moment, there was a ram that was stuck in the thicket. Once you see God show up one time in your life, if he did it before, he do it again. If this word is for you, raise your hand. He went from, watch this, dispute and hostility to prosperity and peace. Because he kept on. I want you to look up here. We're done. Quick one here. Look up here. Christ is the well. Christ is Rehoboth. He is Shabbat. Christ is prosperity. Christ is peace. Christ is the well. John chapter 7. He, oh, he shouted. The Bible says he shouted. By the way, very few times did Jesus shout. The fact that he shouted, he raised his voice. Powerful point to prove. Come to me. Believe in me. Rivers of living water will burst. They won't percolate. They will burst out from within you. Flowing from your innermost being, just like the scripture said. Drink from this. If we drink from the well of grace, truth, and love, we will never thirst again. Christ is the well. I'm done. Look up here, look up here, look up here, look up here, look up here. Let me have your undivided attention. I would love to have had a camera crew right here when the king of the Philistines approached them. Right? And just interview Isaac. What were you thinking, dude? The bad guy, the leaper of the mucho mala hombres who took your wells, came up with just Abimelech. Sorry. I'm sorry. And can we, I don't, I want to fix what happened. It won't happen again. Can we just have an oath here? An oath of peace. Nothing you ever worked for will go to waste. Especially nothing you ever worked for in his name, for his glory. Even if it was temporarily disputed or experienced hostility, your gift and what you've worked for, what you've got dirty for, what you have calluses, will go to waste. At the end of the day, you're going to get it back. Lift up your hands. Father, you told me to give this word to all the well diggers. You told me to speak to the well diggers today and to those that kept on digging when they should have stopped, when they, when they should have, by all human standards, they should have given up. Why continue? Some of us continue not because we wanted, but because we couldn't stop. It wasn't us, it was what's in us. It's not human, it's divine. It's the Christ, the hope of glory. So Lord, I ask you right now, for every single person who is stuck in this place or listening online, for those that stop after Essex and Sitna, for those that are going, I can't build, I can't dig anymore, man, I'm done. Every time I dig, the enemy comes and makes a claim. I'm done. Lord, right now for every person, we unleash them by the power of the Holy Spirit to dig again.
to dream again, to pursue righteousness again, to embrace the fullness of your vicarious atoning work again, to live under the blood of Jesus again, right now in Jesus' name. And Lord, equip, equip the rest of us to continue to move forward as we step into Rehoboth and into Sheba. Prosperity, biblical prosperity, and peace that man cannot take away. Shalom. We receive it. Every one of your hand raised, if this word is for you, repeat after me. I receive this word in Jesus' name. This word is for me and my house. From this moment on, I declare by faith through Christ, my season of stolen wells is officially over. My season of dispute and hostility comes to an end right here, right now. From this moment on, me and my house, we're stepping into a season of open space for prosperity and peace. I declare Rehoboth, I declare Sheba over me and my house in Jesus' name. And for the glory of Christ, if my past ever catches up, it is only to return what it stole from me. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.